living God, by your Holy Spirit, open our eyes to see the new light of this day. Open our lips to tell of the empty tomb and open our hearts to believe the good news. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, you notice in the bulletin we have two scriptures listed today. First, we will read from the story of the first Easter morning from the Gospel of John. And then at the end of the sermon, we'll hear from the disciple Simon Peter as recorded in the 10th chapter of Acts. So starting with the Gospel of John, the 20th chapter, listen now for the Word of God. Early in the morning on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. She ran to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said, They've taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. Peter and the other disciple left to go to the tomb. They were running together, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and was the first to arrive at the tomb. Bending down to take a look, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he didn't go in. Following him, Simon Peter entered the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there. He also saw the face cloth that had been on Jesus' head. It wasn't with the other cloths, but was folded up in its own place. Then the other disciple, the one who arrived at the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They didn't yet understand the scripture that Jesus must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to the place where they were staying. Mary stood outside near the tomb crying. As she cried, she bent down to look into the tomb. She saw two angels dressed in white seated where the body of Jesus had been, one at the head and one at the foot. The angels asked her, Woman, why are you crying? She replied, They've taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they put him. As soon as she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she didn't know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you, if you have carried him away, tell me where he'll put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Don't hold on to me, for I haven't yet gone up to my father. Go to my brothers and sisters and tell them I'm going up to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene left and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. Then she told them what he said to her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Oh Lord, may our thoughts and may my words be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. 
about a month after my mother died, someone at my office at work asked me a, a question that I found kind of stunning. He said, hey, have you gotten over your mother's death yet? Well, trying to be a good psychologist and a better friend, I told him, losing your mama is something you never, never get over. You get through it, but you don't get past it. If you have ever suffered some great loss, surely someone has urged you to move on with your life. Get over it already. Well, we try to do something like that with the Easter story. We love to sing hosannas and wave those palm branches and hear the story about Jesus riding into town on a donkey on Palm Sunday and then... We are ready to celebrate Easter, celebrate the resurrection. We're eager to skip over the betrayal and mockery and injustice of Thursday night and the torturing death by crucifixion on Good Friday. We really, we really, really don't want to hear about that gruesome cruelty, do we? And I confess, I've never seen that, that Mel Brooks movie he made about that event because I just couldn't, didn't think I could stand to watch all that torture. We're like that. And even on Easter morning, we don't want to get, we want to get to the good news and we forget about Jesus' followers and how they started on that day, a day that they did not know would change history. But first recall what had Recall what had just happened after Jesus was executed on the cross. His body had not been turned over to his brother or his mother and his family, his disciples, his followers. No, if you read the 19th chapter of John, we read Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate if he could take away the body of Jesus. And after that, Pilate gave uh, this Joseph permission. So he came and he took the body away and and yes, John does tell us that Joseph was a disciple, but he also says Joseph was a secret disciple because he feared the Jewish authorities. And the person who helped Joseph deal with the body was named Nicodemus, the one who had first come to Jesus in the night asking questions. So you see, when Mary Magdalene went to the tomb in the dark that early Sunday morning. What she knew, what she knew is that Jesus had been executed by the government and that his body had been turned over to Pharisees. You remember the Pharisees were the group that were plotting to have him killed. And just when she didn't think things could get much worse, someone has taken the body. So she runs to Peter and John and she tells them, They've taken the Lord from the tomb. And we don't know where they put him. So these two disciples run to the tomb. Well, they don't just run, you see, they race. And the fourth verse we read tells us who won that race. John tells us that he ran faster than Peter and he was the first to arrive at the tomb. You see, God had real men, competitive men, write the Gospels. 
right here in the middle of the most important story ever told, the most important story in the gospel. John lets you know I ran faster than that pit slow, slow-footed but quick to speak Peter. These were guys. They see what Mary had reported to them is true. Tomb is empty. Well, almost. The grave paws are still there and the face cloth that had been on his head, not with the others, but folded in its own place. Have those details ever puzzled you? Well, think about it. If somebody had set about to steal a body, especially a body that had been dead for several days, would they really unwrap it and leave all that cloth there? Wouldn't they just pick it up and run? Why would anybody want to hang around a tomb risking getting caught? So what happened then? Scripture tells us that the two disciples, they believe, but they don't understand. And then they just went back to the place that they were staying. But Mary stays. And while she's there, she's, she's addressed three times. Woman, woman, Mary. The first time's by the two angels dressed in white, seated at where the body of Jesus had been, one at the head and the foot, and they ask her, woman, why are you crying? So she explains, they've taken away the Lord, and I don't know where they put him. And as soon as she says this, she turns around, and there's Jesus standing there, but she doesn't know it's Jesus. Now, before you go thinking, ooh, I w well, you know, I'm sure I would have recognized Jesus. I'd been following around. Think back to all the times that you weren't recognized by somebody who encountered you in some setting where they did not expect to see you. At that grave, Mary did not expect to see the man she had seen crucified just a few days ago. So she didn't recognize him, even when he spoke, saying to her, Woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Mary does not recognize him until he said to her, Mary. Recognition comes when Mary hears Jesus call her by name. You remember what Jesus said about the good shepherd back in the 10th chapter of John? The sheep listen to the shepherd's voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Whenever he has gathered all his sheep, he goes before them and they follow him because they know his voice. Well, then Jesus gives Mary a mission. Go to my brothers and sisters and tell them that I'm going up to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. That my Father and your Father phrase is important because that means that you and I have become brothers and sisters of Jesus, children of God. So Mary Magdalene goes to the disciples and announces, I have seen the Lord. You could say she was the first preacher of the resurrection. There it is. That's it, the good news of Easter. You see, 
if there had not been an Easter resurrection, you and I would never have heard about this Jesus of Nazareth. He would have been just one of those thousands and thousands of Jews, the Romans, executed by crucifixion. We would not be celebrating communion today or any day, and there'd be no Christmas celebration. And you remember in those days, the Jews gathered, their, their worship was on, the Sabbath was on Saturday, but that changed with this event. We would not be gathering here on Sundays. And we wouldn't be baptizing disciples in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And where, oh where, where would our hope be? Well, listen now to what Peter says, Simon Peter, that same slow-footed fella, as recorded in the book of Acts, chapter 10. Peter said, I really am learning that God doesn't show partiality to one group of people over another. Rather, in every nation, whoever worships him and does what is right is acceptable to him. This is the message of peace he sent to the Israelites by proclaiming the good news. Through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism John preached? You know about Jesus of Nazareth, whom God anointed with the Holy Spirit and endowed with power. Jesus traveled around doing good and healing everyone oppressed by the devil because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did, both in Judea and Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him up on the third day and allowed him to be seen, not by everyone, but by us. We are witnesses whom God chose beforehand who ate and drank with him. After God raised him from the dead, he commanded, he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Go out with, good, with joy in your heart to tell the good news that Jesus Christ is risen. You are witnesses to the resurrection. You are messengers of the gospel. So go forth to tell the good news, proclaiming not just with words, but by how you live, how you love, and how you forgive, and how you serve, that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. In the name of the living Lord Jesus Christ.